Hey guys, welcome back to the Cinegarden Podcast. This is episode four, and we have a special guest with us here today. Hello. <laughs> this is Andrew. He is our longtime friend. He has been one of our best friends. He's basically like our brother um, for a very long time, and he is going to give us some really great insight on social media and marketing strategies and building ads and all that kind of stuff, um, which is super valuable for small businesses. So we're really excited about that. Yeah, totally. So if you didn't pick up on that, we're going to be talking about using your social media to grow your small business. And so, um, last week we talked about how to serve those around you rather than, um, just working around people and how can you kind of give back to be a, um, just better yourself and your business through helping other people. So that's what we talked about last week. And, um, last week we also discussed some music, uh, which if you didn't see our reel, we made a reel about that. Um, Addie brought up a song uh, and a, a band from a long time ago, Allie and AJ, the Disney stars. All right. <laughs> And I never heard the song, not that I can recall, but ever since she started playing it, I can't get it out of my head. Like, it's like, I'll wake up in the morning and it's there. (laughs) It's a banger. Yeah. But anyway, so go back and listen to that. We will have a music time today. uh, So be waiting on that. We know Andrew's really excited about the music time because he's always been a big... uh, music enthusiasts in our friend group yeah yeah get made fun of it uh for it but it's all right do you still do the uh fresh jams friday playlist we do we do we do have a fresh jam friday playlist that we update every friday but it's been a long time so wow you've slacked yeah but we actually revived it yesterday so it's actually active so if you want it let me know it's not friday so that's it's not uh Caleb Bauman, shout out to him. Uh, he's actually the only one adding to it for wow. the past couple of weeks. So a legend. It's actually crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, um, do we want to get right into the content then? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Cool. Um, so. Like we mentioned before, Andrew's going to share a little bit of his knowledge on social media and um, just using marketing tactics such as building ads and targeting your audience um, to get people to find you and to book with you. Um, But before we get into his knowledge on that stuff, we wanted to talk a little bit about um, our own journey with social media and what that has looked like. So do you want to? Yeah, so we mentioned on the podcast before that we were not full-time with our uh, videography business and we uh, were doing our own things and kind of videography was on the sideline, I guess you could say. And what we started noticing is that we were lacking pretty bad on our social media. We didn't have much of a social media presence. And now that we have gone full-time, we have much more time to dedicate to that and achieve a look on our social media that we want. Yeah. Um, one thing that you have to realize is that a lot of people, they'll see one post and they'll click on your profile and you need to have like a curation. You need to have a look on your entire feed. Um, 
your bio matters, your profile picture matters, like everything about your Instagram really matters. And we're talking primarily about Instagram just because that is like our main tool as far as like social media marketing. We used Facebook a lot too, but um, for us in particular, we're with trying to branch out of our local area it's really important for us to use instagram because that's how people outside of this local area really tend to find us is through like hashtags on instagram um so yeah but back to what i was saying about having like a really curated look you need to like figure out what your style is and everything that you post on instagram should be shaped around that And on top of that, um, there's algorithms that you have to be thinking about. So you should be posting regularly. You should be posting every single day. And that includes the main feed and stories. Um, Also, reels are really big right now. Instagram is highly, highly, highly pushing reels to the point that they're paying people to post reels. Um, And because of that, you need to keep in mind that when you're posting a regular photo or video post, Instagram will not push it to your audience as much as they'll push a reel. Um, Your followers are going to see reels first. So um, definitely you need to be thinking about that. Um, I I was going to talk a little bit about how, like, when we first started, I mean, you touched on this, how we we didn't really use social media, like, at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And therefore we weren't getting any, like, organic traffic from people outside of this area it was all word of mouth and that only goes so far and it kind of depends on what kind of business you want if you want a business that's gonna reach outside of your local area like you have to use social media you don't have a choice I mean it's and on top of that it's it's like a full-time job I feel like once you've gotten enough exposure you don't have to be as regularly posting but if you're like really trying to build your following you absolutely have to be posting all the time yeah it's also um, a good thing to keep in mind like you don't have to post every single thing that you create like I think that might be a a bit of a, a thing that that as a creator you think if you're creating content you need to be posting it out on social media but um, if it's not particularly the look or the style that you're going for you can kind of monitor obviously like what you're putting out there for the specific client that you're looking for. That's a good point. Like we used to post every single thing that we made and um, it's not that there's anything wrong with that, but going back to like having a curated feed, um, everything that you post needs to be um, on the track of who you're trying to attract. Uh, If you're posting something just because you made it, I mean, that's cool that you're proud of it and everything, but it may not be what's going to attract your ideal client. So you should be, everything you post needs to go through this kind of filter of, is this, is this going to bring in the future people that I want? Because if it doesn't reflect their style, it doesn't need to go out there. It just doesn't. So, yeah. So your, your social media needs to be, uh, showing your personality, definitely sprinkle in, um, Definitely sprinkle in some of your own personal like journey. Oh yeah, in that. that's a good point. Too. Uh, because if you're just posting content and content and content like of other people, that's great. But I think a, a big thing is like for potential clients to feel like they know you. Obviously, you need to be posting on there like your own personality. Yes, that has made such a huge difference in our business 
thus far, like since I went full time in August, that's when I really like ramped up our Instagram posting. And I realized that the more that we posted of ourselves, I feel like there's way more engagement. Like people, they're just more interested in knowing who the creator is more so than like watching what they're creating. Um, I mean, I didn't realize how important that was before. I never used to post stuff of us. And honestly, I felt insecure about doing that. And I thought about, okay, well, the people that know us in real life, they're going to be like, why are they posting all this crap of themselves? Like, I thought that people were just going to think we were weird. And like, I don't know. I just felt really self-conscious about it. But once you get in the groove of it and you get comfortable with it, um, it's really fun. Like, it's fun for to see how people connect with you on a personal level. Um, so... Yeah, that's something to really think about. Definitely be posting things of your own life. Um, you'd be surprised how much like more people want to work with you because they feel like they know you. Andy, do you think we're weird? Yes, but that is only because I am weird too. But yeah. in reality, no. Um, you know, starting a small business is never easy, right? You know, a lot of people try to do, a lot of people fail. Um, even people in their fifties and sixties are starting businesses. I have customers right now that are new businesses, but you know, they've been experienced business owners and, um, things work and some things fail. So I think you just have to really figure out what works for your business. Cause every business is obviously different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so diving into a little bit about our experience with ads, which Andrew has helped us a lot with building ads for our business. And From a personal standpoint, like I think early on ads, like they helped us. We, we ran a few ads, um, that were basically lead form ads and we targeted like certain areas, um, and certain people that were like, we targeted like engaged people and people who, what were like recently or like people that were in a relationship or, you know, there's a bunch of different like variations of like things that type of people you can target people that were interested in weddings, um, things like that. And that was helpful for us for like, we really wanted to get a wedding that was outside of our local area. And so we targeted Denver and we ended up getting a Denver wedding through that ad. Um, and that was super awesome. Now everyone's experience with ads, I feel like is different. Cause some people are like, they rely on everything, like all of their income. I feel like comes from their ad leads. And, um, you know, some people use like they're the Google like paid what's it called PPC PPC <clears throat> pay-per-click <laughs> so like a lot of people pay for that and then some people are like Facebook ad people Instagram ad people um and those ads can look like a, a lot of different things it can be more of something to get people to like go to your website or something to get people to like book you for a certain deal that you're offering there's a lot of different ways that you can structure that um but for us I feel we don't really do ads now. We have tried on and off with them. And for us, I just feel like for the type of clients, we're looking for a very specific type of client. And I feel like those people are not people that are the types to click on an ad and they're not really looking for a deal. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying that ads aren't like they couldn't be effective for us. It's just in our experience and where we are in our business now and this like style that we are and the type of clients we're trying to attract. It seems like ads aren't the way for us to go right now. Um, But 
Andrew, if you want, you can kind of talk about like how we built our ads and um, just your own experience with building ads. Let me stop you before we continue. Oh, okay. Let's do, let's, before we continue into any more like educational stuff, let's yeah. do like, uh, let's talk about music time first. I feel like there <laughs> needs to be a little bit of a break because yeah. if we just like throw all the educational content, then um, there's nothing to watch at the end. I mean, yeah, that's come what on, I'm saying. so we keep them hanging. Yeah, right. So okay, so music time. Um, last week I shared Zelda and Chill. It's a playlist on Spotify. Go check it out. If you played any of the Zelda games, they have created these mm. lo-fi beats. Mm. I got in an Andrew's car the other day, and he was listening to it as well. And some of them I didn't even I hadn't even heard before. Oh yeah, that was crazy. So that was cool. Um, like I said, Addy, uh, I think there was some what like juice world oliver tree and ali and aj are the ones that she said all wide variety yeah wide variety there <laughs> but uh this week we have a couple and andrew if you want to start yeah um so first time here um and you know big music guy play guitar married to a musician and uh so i listen to a lot of music a lot of it's old music per se i guess the 2000s punk rock music is what i'm kind of labeled as if you've ever heard of blink 182 that's kind of who people associate me with if you've ever heard of blink 182 some people haven't um but to everyone's surprise i'm throwing a wrench in everyone's brain right now and i actually brought a song uh, it's called radical by uh awol nation you know the sale people yeah um but this song it's different um it's really cool it's got group love on it i think most people like group love if you don't know who that is if you own an apple device they were the theme song of apple and iPhones first came out and iPods and everything. I remember that. Was it tongue tied? It was tongue tied. Yep, that was their famous song. And anyway, that's group love. But the song is just cool because uh, it's a it's a good head bobber. Um, yeah. You know, it makes you bob your head to it, and it's got a good progression to it. And I'm a I'm a sucker for catchy choruses, and it definitely has one of those. And that's why I brought it here today. That's awesome. Definitely check it out. I just listened to it. I I may have heard it in your car like uh, recently, but yeah. I just listened to it and it reminded me of what song it was and it is it's pretty good. I don't I like it. I didn't prepare for this segment. All right, well prepare while I'm talking. Okay. I um oh my gosh, what was the one that I was going to bring? I don't know. All right, I've got to look real quick on my phone to make sure which one it is. Don't hate me. Mm. But uh all right, a couple of things like I'll just say this one because it's it's close to my heart. Mm. All right, uh, Imagine Dragons. Mm. All right, believe what you want about them. You know, you like them. They're, they're good. They're good. Yeah, they have some good songs for sure. Um, famous, mm. that's for sure. Uh, but they're the. It's a really random song. Uh, it is. It comes back to you. It's not Good random one. in my heart. Right. So that one, it kind of connected me and Addie when we were dating. So that's that's the one I'm going to put out there. It's really chill. It's super fun to listen to. Uh, go check it out. It comes back to you by Imagine Dragons. It's a good one. Okay. I, I'll. Am I only allowed one song? Because everyone else did one song? Yeah, just one song. <laughs> mm, okay. I'm going to suggest that you listen to Harvest Moon, the Spotify studio version um, by Lord Huron. I don't know if I'm saying that right. 
uh, Huron. Yeah. Huron. Mm-hmm. Um, this song is super chill. It's very like atmospheric, and it. I just like the saxophone in it. Oh, it's good. It's a really good song. Definitely, definitely listen to it. You'll like it. Do you ever play Harvest Moon the game? I never got into that. Isn't that like an anime game? Yeah. It's a really old Nintendo 64 game. Yeah, I, feel I feel like, like I they, they had like seeing... a Nintendo DS yeah, version of it. Yeah, I had that game on Nintendo DS, but I don't remember like what I did on it. But I feel like I liked it because the felt, cover like, was I, it was a, like cute. It was like kind of a carbon characters. copy of Final Fantasy. Am I wrong? Um, uh, don't think so. Oh, I'm wrong. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I don't remember the no game. No one knows. Pretty sure it's a farming game. Yeah, yeah, it is. A farming right. game? Yeah, it's yeah. nothing like Why Final do you think Fantasy? it's called a Harvest Moon? So you just farm in it? Pretty much. <laughs> no shot. I, I, no, I think they were like anime characters and it was like no, called Harvest Moon. No, no, you're thinking of something else. It is anime, like the, the cover of it is like anime. We're looking it up right now. It is. It's not what you You're gonna think. have to type in the game. It's farming. It's it is. but is the are the characters anime looking? Kind of like yeah. on the cover. Yeah. Yes. Okay, dude. I this is a newer one. The older one, like yeah, they do have a DS game. Um, but yeah, no, I just remember the Nintendo sixty four mm. one because we had it, but I never played it. I obviously don't know what it is. What is the one I'm thinking of? Not a clue gosh maybe it is final fantasy i don't know it's possible well what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a break real quick and we are going to come back with more information stay tuned andrew will give us some insight on uh those paid ads through your social media welcome back from break i know that took a long time for you guys uh that transition was pretty brutal patience (laughs) yeah thank you for your patience um, but we're going to go into a story time, uh, real quick. It's a personal story between the three of us and Andrew's wife. We all went to Disney world, uh, last March. Yeah. Super fun. It was super fun. And so we want to tell a story about, uh, <laughs> a, we weren't in Disney world at this point. Ad, do you want to kind of talk about how we got into Orlando mm-hmm. itself? Yeah. So, um, we, well, wait, where do you want me to start? Do you want me to tell the backstory about, like, our friend? I think really just how we got in this situation. Yeah, you can, like, briefly talk about that. You don't have to... Okay, so we met... We um, were meeting up with a friend that we actually met through gaming because we're nerds. And um, and so we met up with her and her fiancé um, to play mini golf. And so we went and t- we, like, left the parks obviously to um so we weren't like because like if you've been to disney world you know it's like its own little world. world yeah um so it's kind of far out from the actual city of orlando um so we got we took a cab out to um meet them to play mini golf in the city of orlando and um we after we were done playing mini golf we what were we, we were we wanting to eat yeah, we were pretty hungry. I think we had like a a quick dinner or no, we actually, okay, so when we initially met up at this like 
really funny oh okay yeah we Sheba can share, place we can share that part too okay so when we were gonna meet up we were gonna like get a like snack or something somewhere first yeah, like some ice cream and then we were gonna go play mini golf well i like don't know much about orlando i'm just like googling cute spots to go and i see this place and it has good ratings and it's like Sheba and you themed and it's so cute and i'm like oh my gosh they have really cute stuff they had like ice cream and mochi and boba and like all this stuff and so i was like this would be a really cute place for us to go well <laughs> the cab do you remember the cab dude was like irritated with us oh, yeah he was rude he was mad <laughs> he was so rude i forgot so about that guy this cab takes us and it ends up being in this like strip and it's in sketch town like it's not very nice um yeah and, and we couldn't find it. It wasn't, there was no there sign. There was no sign. We could not find it. And it happened to be next to like one of those like really um, cringy like souvenir sh- stores. And anyways, um, we, the cab is like mad at us. I don't even remember why he was It was, it was payment, right? It oh, was something yeah, to do with payment. he wanted cash, I think. Oh, mm-hmm. and we He assumed had we had cash and we all had cards. That's but I mean, he had a card reader. So what? I don't know. What's the big deal? Nevertheless, we got into the shop and it was... It smelled like actual doo-doo. Whoa. <laughs> it smelled like doo-doo. Okay. And <laughs> they... It didn't smell it good. Did, it smelled like doo-doo. But and it looked like they were inviting dogs in. So I guess if you like had a Sheba, you could take yeah, your dog Yeah, they had in like there. little dog bowls. And I mean, it wasn't like a ugly place. It was cute. No, it, was, but it looked pretty it good. It smelled like doo-doo. So that's the first impression we get when we walk in. Yeah. And then the guy is not very like, he doesn't want to like help us. He doesn't even like, I don't think he welcomed us in or anything. Um, but you know, it's empty. No one's there. And um, we try to order mochi and he's like, we're out of mochi. And we're like, that's literally the reason we came here was mochi. And then we tried to order something else. And he was like, we're out of that. And we're like, what do you have? <laughs> he had like strawberry and vanilla ice cream and that was it. They had like a whole menu and on the wall and the only thing that they had. They like didn't mm. have anything. And and then the ice cream itself wasn't, it wasn't like it was like their homemade recipe. Like it was like probably Blue Bunny or something. And what? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what? so we leave, we leave there. All right. We go play mini golf. It was pretty fun. We had a good time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then we realized that it was like 1030 mm-hmm. and we were maybe, hungry. maybe a little later and we were hungry. So across the street was a dim. I mean, let me stop. It's good to point out. We didn't have a car. We yeah, did not like have a we car. We had taken a right. cab there. Wait, we said that. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's a good thing to bring back up because we didn't have transportation. <laughs> and the reason that he mentions that is because when we got to Denny's, we walk in there it's ten thirty or ten forty five, and oh, we didn't walk into Denny's, did we? Did no, we go in? Wait, no, we did we because did they in. said that it was closed. We're really good at telling stories, obviously. Uh, but Denny's was closed. We were still hungry. We we looked on Uber to find a ride back to Disney World. The Uber was, I'm pretty sure it was one hundred and twenty five dollars. It was. Yeah. It was expensive. It was really expensive. So we tried to go through a different avenue. We tried to get a... We had a taxi service cab that we had used earlier that week, but um, we tried calling it and it they never showed up. Yeah, and then we tried Lyft too because Lyft was cheaper and like no one would accept our request. So, so our I'm getting only a little, choice was to pay a bunch. Yeah, so I'm getting a little antsy and we're like trying to figure out the ride situation because 
we didn't want to pay $125 for an Uber. Yeah. And it was only like a, I guess it was like a 30 minute ride or something. But, uh, as we looked around, it was a little, it was a little sketchy. Not the so, greatest area. There yeah. were some people hanging outside of Denny's that were clearly on drugs. Um, and that's safe it, to say for sure. It was yeah. just a, it was just an unsettling environment to be in. And then like this like sketchy car pulls up and it looked to me like a drug deal was going on in the parking lot. I'm not, I'm not 100% on that. You know, I don't know what was happening, but, um, it was just, we were just like, we need to leave. Like, yeah. We need yeah. to so get out of here. And I, I told Andy, I was like, dude, I'll pay whatever I need to pay to get out of here right yeah. now. So Andy hits go on the Uber. The Uber shows up. It's like a Dodge Durango. Yeah. <laughs> and just the, the four of us. Do you want to talk about the guy? Yeah. So I sat in the front seat. Everyone else sat in the back seat. And at this point, we just didn't care. We were just trying to get home or back to our hotel room. And uh, this guy, if you can imagine, business-minded, I'd say, Bluetooth ear set. You haven't seen one of those in ages. He had one, though. And he starts telling us the whole backstory to Uber and his whole career with Uber. And um, he's also foreign, so there's a little bit of a language barrier. And so between every story, um, he would just go, wow, 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 wow. Mm. And then he would just do that <laughs> over and over again. And we all kind of picked up on it because I could hear them, you know, snickered in the back seat. And I was in the front seat, so I couldn't laugh. <laughs> and um, anyway, that was about a 30 minute drive of just that. Yes, yes, wow. And so anyway, when we get dropped off, we all just start busting out laughing. Like, it was the funniest thing. Obviously, you had to be there, so I'm sorry you're not there. But, dude, it was so funny to us, the fact that this guy just kept saying that yeah. over and, and over and again. And it, like, stuck with us because now we, like, say it sometimes. Yeah, we'll yeah. bring it back every now and again. <laughs> so. Crazy times in Orlando. Yes, yeah. crazy times Check it in out. Orlando. It's a wild place. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so that's the end of our story time. So now we're going to get back into our social media conversation. So, um, Andrew, can you give us just some insight on paid ads, like a general insight, and then we can like dive into more specific things? Yeah. Um, so paid ads are obviously sponsored ads that you see on Facebook and Instagram. So things where you have made may have said, Hey, I was just talking about that earlier today. And now you're getting, you know, an advertisement for it. That's what that is. So it's not someone just with a headset on listening to your words and then sending these ads to you. It's all an algorithm. It's all coded into the system. And, um, so the, the whole point of a paid ad obviously is you have something to sell. So you're selling something to an audience. And, um, in this instance, it's wedding films and videography and photography. And, um, those are very niche markets for some people. You know, not everybody's going to get married more than once. Um, some people do, some people don't. But uh, the whole point of the paid ad, like I said, is to to reach people that normally wouldn't see your posts or your your business. And um, there's hundreds of videographers in Memphis and um, all over the United States, really. And uh, you have to figure out how to stand out. And um, paid ads is a very good avenue to do that. Um, if you're not already on the map for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, for someone who's getting started with paid ads, um, what what advice do you have to them as far as like <clears throat> the look of the ad and, and maybe like what are some what types of ads can they run? Like what would be successful? Mm -hmm. So there's lots of different things that kind of go into these paid ads. And I would say that if you're starting a business and you want to, to run ads, um, anybody can, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to do it. Facebook kind of, um, gives you the tools to almost learn yourself, um, without having to hire a, a high end company for that. You know, really those companies are for bigger brands, but small businesses, uh, this is what it's used for. And, um, the budget is one of the things you need to think about. Uh, if you're a new business owner or a small business trying to, to do some sponsored ads, you know, uh, you can't just throw $50 or a hundred dollars. I know that you think you can, uh, but I promise you, you're not going to get the results that you're thinking about in the grand scheme of things, a hundred to $200 for an ad. is not a whole lot of money. And, um, really the, the saying it takes money to make money is a hundred percent true within marketing. Um, so I think you need to be anticipate spending a little bit more than you'd probably like to. Um, and that's where the planning comes into place with budgeting with your business. You need to make sure you're even able to afford to do this type of marketing to get the return. Cause the last thing that you want to do is run an ad and have a zero return. And, um, the types of ads you could build, um, that are really the simplest is a, um, a traffic ad or a branding ad. Um, those are typically some of the first ones you would want to run. Um, you're introducing yourself into the ad space. And so, you know, imagine yourself sitting at home and, you know, you're on Facebook and you're just scrolling and maybe you had been searching on Google or even just talking with your friends. Hey, I, you know, maybe you're a guy you're like, Hey, I'm, I'm probably going to be proposing pretty soon. You're probably going to get a lot of ring ads. Um, I know I did. I don't know if you did or not, but, um, that's kind of curated to you. And so, uh, it's going to want you to go to the website. So, you know, you're introduced to this brand and now they're like, okay, well, how can I get you to click on it to come to my website to buy my product? And, um, that's kind of what you could do at first. Cause like I said, you have to introduce yourself to the world. And, um, those are the very simplest forms of that. And, um, I'm trying to think here. Um, talk a little bit about like with like going back to the budget thing explain how facebook chooses like who like what ads it's going to show right so uh, the way facebook does it and the same way with google as well uh, first thing you know is that it's always changing it's never going to be the same year over year uh, but the basic kindergarten way to explain this is imagine you're in an auction um, and you know, the guys that talk really fast and everyone's trying to, you know, buy whatever is being auctioned off, Well, you're auctioning off your ads to Facebook and, um, you know, imagine you have a $200 budget, um, and you want to run that ad for a whole month. Well, it's going to take that $200 budget and break it up by every single individual day. So if you think about it that way, $200 over 30, 31 days is only like, what, I don't know. 10, 10 or so dollars, something like that, if that, but, um, Facebook is going to take all the ads in the whole, you know, bucket of your, um, market. So wedding films, it's all going to be just wedding films kind of battling against each other. And so Facebook's going to say, Hey, who's going to give me the most money today at this time to show the ad. 
So if you give them the least amount of money, well, your ad's still going to show, but it's probably not going to show, excuse me, at, you know, peak times, I guess, if you want to put it that way. It can, but it's going to be seen by less people. So that's kind of the best way I can explain it is like an auction house. So the less money that you have to give to Facebook, the less money or the less time you're going to be seen in the ad space. So that's kind of the yeah. best way to put it. Yeah. What about like targeting? Yeah. So targeting, um, like I said, they give you all the tools to do that. Um, and it's, it, I don't think you need to, if you're a small business, you don't need to worry about hiring a company to do anything at first. Um, so for instance, when we were making some Cinegarden ads, obviously we were trying to think about, you know, who is the target audience that, we, you know, wants to see the ad. So a lot of the people, um, maybe newly engaged, obviously, uh, people who have been dating for, you know, I don't know what, six to 12 months and, and beyond. And, and the reason that these options are here is obviously your Facebook profile is capturing all this data. Um, they know when you got into a relationship with so-and-so and they know how long you've been dating or when you broke up and things like that. that's how it's pulling this data, by the way. And, um, you know, when you're creating this ad, you're going to think about who, who you want to see your business, right? So when we were doing some Cinegarten ads, we were thinking at first, we just want anybody and anybody literally anywhere. So that's kind of how we built that ad. We had this deal, um, kind of caked up. I don't remember exactly what it was. I think it was like some money off if you booked between, you know, mm -hmm. a certain time frame. Um, and we booked people who were, you know, newly engaged, even people who were already married. Some people, you know, it was during COVID. Um, or yeah, we actually, I think we just, we just shot a wedding in October that was, and it was actually Maddie and Caleb. They found us through that ad, okay. um, which is pretty crazy. Um, cause they booked a long time ago. That ad was, we ran that a long time ago. Right. But. And, uh, so like when you're building the ad and you're creating an audience and who you're going to target, you got to think about, you know, almost put yourself in, in the customer's shoes. You know, what would they, what would you want them to see from you essentially? Mm-hmm. What should people be thinking about as far as like, um, like the headline and the description and like, should, should they keep it short and simple? Should it, should they have a lot of things in the description? Like what should they be thinking about? Um, I, I think it just, it all depends. Um, you know, the, if you want to break it down even further, um, you only have like five seconds to grab someone's attention. So you got to make it good while you have it. Um, so the headline is obviously the, the black bold text at the bottom of an ad. Um, that's kind of, that's going to grab your attention first. So, uh, words like free and, you know, this much money off and, you know, discounts, things like that's going to, you know, pop out to people. Now, obviously if you're not, you don't want to give discounts all over the place cause you're not going to make any money. Um, but those are the things that are going to grab people's attentions. And, um, you know, as far as the caption goes, um, it just depends. You gotta, you have to play with it a little bit and that's where, budgeting and money comes into play because one ad's not going to, you know, make you a millionaire overnight. You're going to have to run multiple ads, you know, with each other, against each other mm -hmm. and over time. See what works. Yeah. You got to see what works for you. So as far as the caption goes, I don't think there's a, um, you know, a, formula. yeah, there's not a formula to it in a sense. There is, um, longer captions, I'm be honest. I never read those. I don't think anyone really does. Yeah, I feel like the headline is everything, and I guess whatever the content is, whether it's a photo or a graphic or a yeah. video or whatever. I mean, I'm also not the ideal customer either because um, I don't know about you guys, but I don't 
I don't look at ads. I just scroll right past my, unless, mm -hmm. and I know me and Rob are the same. When we want something, we just go get it. We don't, there's no ad that needs to be given to us. <laughs> we'll just go get what we want. Um, but for the majority of consumers, they need that push because obviously they've been talking about it. They need um, something to kind of help them over that edge and that hump. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, yeah, the caption, it just, it all depends. You do a shorter one, see what works. Cause I think we did a short one and a long one. Yeah. And also like thinking about that in terms of video, like people aren't going to watch a long video ad. They may stay on it for like five seconds. So it's better for you to do almost like a GIF, 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 GIF yeah. format, like something that's of course a moving image. I feel, I feel like a moving image is more eye catching, but how long is someone actually going to stay on the video? Right. That's what you have to think about. And also I was going to think about uh, or talk about you need to like make sure that if you're running ads on like Instagram stories and stuff, make sure that you're formatting whatever the ad is mm -hmm. to fit, like to fill the whole screen. Um, what Just format your ad for whatever platform you're putting it out there on and like you're hoping for people to see it on. Yeah. Sure and it looks good. Uh, Facebook gives you those dimensions too. So you don't have to search for them. You can always Google everything. Mm -hmm. um, and for those that don't know, Instagram is owned by Facebook, which is why it's so easy to market on Instagram as well. And you're kind of killing two birds with one stone anyway. Um, especially if you're selling something, you know, you have double the audience because it, let's be honest, Facebook's a different generation and Instagram's a different generation. And so, uh, with you guys, obviously Instagram is almost the place to be nowadays because you can see and you can go straight to the profile you can see the links you can see you know the videos that you've done um and so for anyone else starting out i think that's a, a good thing to to know um is that hey instagram's you know even though if you don't have i guess a business that you think would work well on instagram and facebook just do it anyway um it's not going to hurt you yeah i think for like wedding videography and wedding photography in general like think about generation generationally the i would say the the older generation is on facebook more so than the younger generation and it's the younger generation that's coming up and getting married you know so like i feel like the wedding industry needs to push on instagram more than anything more so than facebook because um that's the it's the young people that are going to be looking for you so mm -hmm. That's just something to keep in mind. The uh, the last tip that I can kind of just think off the top of my head is uh, it's called A-B testing. It's kind of what we talked about a minute ago, but um, for for a clear example, for Cinegarden, we did uh, a photo ad and a video ad, and we almost made them identical, almost, um, but they were close enough to, to for us to see, hey, are people going to look at a picture more or are they going to watch the video more? And Facebook... Um, you know, they give you a lot of analytics to look at. That's also something you need to dive into. It's a lot of free things you can look at about your own profile um, and the ads. But uh, that helped us understand, hey, these people are going to watch this video more than they care about this photo. Um, and then the video itself is going to push people to, to the ad and they're going to spend more time looking at it, reading the actual caption, reading what's being offered. Now, the unique thing about these ads is they were lead formats, so they had to fill out a form. Um, and then they would contact them and try to, you know, book them over the phone or whatever. Um, that is an absolutely fantastic way to do it. I think over the phone conversations are never going to go away. Um, I think they may be limited in the future, but you know, as salesmen, I think 
you know, when you're a business owner, you're a salesman mm -hmm. and you guys have kind of pushed. It's really your, important. You've pushed yourself into those roles. So don't think that you can just run an ad and then it just does all the work for you. You still yeah. have to, to pick up the phone. You have to call them. You have to introduce yourself because let's be honest in a wedding industry, if they don't know you, they're not going to book you. Yeah. It, it, the relationship is so important. We've talked about this in like all of our previous episodes, but definitely when you like run an ad and someone fills out a, fills out a lead form, like treat it like a lead form on your website. Um, and we've already talked about this. Don't just send your price guide and put the ball in their court. No, like you need to be in control. You need to be confident and you need to like reach out and call them or set up a meeting in person with them. Um, because that's where the, the, you make the sale. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A salesman tip, always call them and always send an email. Always. You're never, you think you might be bothering somebody, but you're not, you know, yeah. if they didn't see it, they didn't see it. But every time you follow up, you know, that could be your next sale. So that's, mm -hmm. that's a def definite salesman tip for sure. Good stuff. Cool. Thanks for your knowledge. Yeah. Thanks Andy. Yeah. Anytime. <laughs> um, we're going to go into a quick break again and then we'll see you back in just a second. Welcome back from the break. Thank you again for your patience. <laughs> so we're just going to close this episode out with some encouragement like we always do. Um, we wanted to talk a little bit about taking care of yourself as a creative and as a business owner. It's really important that you are doing things to take care of yourself and um, to keep yourself in a good headspace to do your job well. So, um, Rob, you want to yeah, I think even adding to that, like if you, even if you're not a business owner yourself or a creative and you're working from home, like, I mean, Andrew can speak into that, right? So, yeah, um, you know, I work from home and, uh, I think taking care of yourself is one of the most important things. Now, obviously work from home, it's much easier to do than when you're in the office, but over the past few years, you know, you've been kind of, everyone's been kind of cooped up. I know with the new, uh, variant, it's kind of getting crazy. So everyone's still at home. Um, but something we talked about at our work today was, you know, what do you do when you are feeling down? You know, you're not going to have a hundred percent day every time. And a lot of people were putting in the chat, like they take a walk, they go for a run. You know, I play with my dog or, uh, there's a lot of different things you can utilize to, to keep yourself above that line of, um, I guess what we call the mood elevator, you know, there's the in middle ground and then there's the happiness and there's the sadness down below. So a lot of people kind of fluctuate throughout the day. And so those things that you need to be able to find to stay in that upper half, uh, in the happy zone is what I call mm -hmm. it. Okay. <laughs> um, so one thing as in the actual, like being a business owner realm, um, one thing that, so for me, I'm not a routine person. Like I want to be, but I'm really not. Um, I'm a like, so I'm a seven on the Enneagram. I'm very like adventurous and I don't like to miss out on things. So that means that sometimes I stay up later than I should because I don't want to miss out. Like, you know, things like that. And so I'm not very good at routines. Um, but some people, they need a routine. They need a schedule. And sometimes I do need to like have some sort of a schedule um, even if it means at the beginning of the day, I'm like, all right, today I'm, I'm, this is the list of things I'm going to do. And at this time I'm going to do this, like just getting my like priorities straight and have a good vision of what all I have to do that day. And you know, when I need to get those things done, that's really helpful. But for some people you need a schedule, like it's your personality. And when you don't have a schedule, you're stressed out and like 
you, you may not even realize it, but you're anxious and you know, you're just always thinking about all the things that you have to do, but you're not organized and all that. So that's one thing that you need to do in order to take care of yourself is be proactive and make a schedule and a routine for yourself and a to-do list and get all of your stuff organized. And then another thing that I want to bounce off of that and say is as a business owner, it can be really easy for you to, um, work a lot. Like, you know, with a, with a nine to five, you have your hours and you know, you go home and and you're done and you clock out and that's it. But as a business owner, it's very easy for you to look up and it's, you know, 9 PM and you haven't eaten and you know, there's still a thousand things to do and whatever. And, um, it's really important that you set boundaries for yourself. Like I'm not saying that you shouldn't sometimes work till, you know, 9 PM if you need to, um, or if you want to, or you're feeling very inspired or motivated, that's great. But don't do it every day to where you're not spending time with your friends and your family and your spouse. And, you know, you're not doing things that are important for your health, like, you know, exercise and the things that, you know, help you feel the best and keep you in a good like mental health state. Um, do not sacrifice those in order to work longer hours. It's so easy to do that with your own business. Um, so set boundaries. Yeah. And make time for yourself and other people. I think that's a great, uh, bit of encouragement, especially as we go through these times where we're at right now. And, um, if you are a business owner and you work from home, uh, those are things definitely to keep in mind. Uh, did you have something else for us? There was one more thing. So, um, when you are setting those boundaries for yourself and you've decided, okay, for the rest of the evening, like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to eat dinner with my spouse or I'm going to go and have dinner with my family and you know, whatever. Um, one thing that's really important and I'm really bad about this, but you should unplug off of your social media, um, because you may not think you are, but you're still working. If you're like looking at your Instagram and, you know, trying to post stuff and trying to comment on stuff and even just looking at your feed. Um, for me, when I'm looking at our Instagram feed, it's not for pleasure. It's for, okay, I'm looking at what other people are doing. It, does this inspire me? Is this a technique that like we could do? Like my mind is in business mode when I'm looking at Instagram. Um, so when you are setting that boundary and you're like, this is family time. It needs to be family time. Put your phone away. Don't look at Instagram, like truly unplug. And, um, also like it can be easy when you're Un- unplugged to be like worried about all the stuff that you have on your list to do for the next day or like you're worried about money coming in or whatever it is um and that is where I wanted to just share a verse of encouragement in regards to that because it's in this day and age especially as a small business owner it's very easy to have like a lot of pressure on your shoulders and to be stressed out and anxious and worried and you know just to be in your head all the time so the verse that I picked out is First Peter five. Where is it? I lost it. <laughs> First Peter five seven. Give all your worries and cares to God, for He cares about you. Very simple. That's a verse that we probably all know, but um, it's true in those times when you're trying to unplug, like, and you find yourself anxious. Take a deep breath and just remember, I don't have to worry about this right now. Like I can worry about it tomorrow and I really don't have to worry about it at all because God's taking care of me. So definitely. Yeah. 
All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to the fourth episode of the Senate Garden Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And we appreciate Andy uh, joining us as well and giving us some insight on all that information. So hopefully that helps you out. Um, next week, we will have another special guest, especially special to Andrew. Uh, his wife is going to be joining us next week, um, talking about some really good stuff. So be sure to tune in next Friday at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. Um, yeah, follow us on our social media. Uh, just link in the description. Garden on Instagram. Link in bio to all of our other socials and places to access this podcast, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. All right. We appreciate it again. See you guys. Bye. See you.